is going on everybody welcome to the level with you show my name is wiley olmstead and this week we've got a full crew here i am joined by the sub-zero hero himself kenny castro hi guys how's it going what's up the do artistic one himself anthony and he has once again regained his phantom status the phantom producer tyler hadley Ooh, spooky Halloween. Ooh. Only four more days until Halloween. I and only seven more days until the election. If you're able to vote, vote. Please do it. Future depends on it. Please. You know what to do. You know the choice to make. <laughs> You're all literally dying. Somebody send help. All righty. So if you didn't know, this is a weekly video game podcast where we all get together and talk about, you guessed it, video games. And we've got some good ones, some okay ones, some, I don't know, maybe they didn't like something they played to talk about this week. And back half of the show, since it has been 20 years, 20 years since the PlayStation 2 was released, we are going to be looking back on some of the fondest games and memories that we had with the greatest selling console of all time. Came out October 26, 2000 and change the gaming landscape forever. Ooh, but did, before we jump did. into all that, we like to do a little catch-up, see how each other's doing, check in during the pandemic. So, Anthony, you had a little bit of a COVID scare. You were oh, out, yeah. of, out of commission. And why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, God, it sucked. It was awful. I woke up uh, last Monday. I wasn't feeling so hot. I was like, oh, I got a little bit of a sore throat. I thought it was just, like, dry because I have my AC on still with the fan. Cause it does get a little hot in my room. So I was like, oh, it's probably just like, I don't know, dry. So I, you know, drank some water and carried on with my day. And then I woke up Tuesday morning and you know, when you uh, have a sore throat, you don't, uh, you know, it's like, it feels like knives are stabbing you. That's pretty damn sore. All right. I was like, that sucks. And then my whole like entire left side of my upper body was just sore. So I was like, that's, that's probably not good. So I called out of work and waited in line at a Holyoke community college for like two hours for them to, Pull up my car was all in car testing. Mm -hmm. So they got a big Q-tip and the lady goes, all right, five seconds each nostril. So I said, what? And she went, <laughs> and then pulled it out and then did the other one. And then I said, thank you. And they gave me a piece of paper and then I went home and slept for like four days. So um, I was thinking that you were going to have it. No offense because no, of, that's okay. I thought it would too because, because of, of your been around the public. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And glad to hear that you don't. Well, you you assume you don't because you got the negative tests. You, you know they're not 100 percent accurate, but right. Um, At least it's more accurate than that rapid one because it's like I'd have to go like an hour out of the way to even go get the rapid one, whereas those are apparently their accuracy is even lower. Okay. Well, anyway, how you feeling now? Y'all y'all back to normal? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Nice and rested and somewhat rested, but but I'm good. I'm back. Uh, back on the back in it. Cool. Glad to hear it. Well, we missed you on the show, and I'm sure that the listeners at home did as well. well I missed you guys, too. <laughs> All right, Kenny, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Um, not much, not much. You know, just gaming, family, getting ready for the fiance's birthday this Friday. Um, Ooh. Happy yes. birthday, Medalis. You'll appreciate that. Happy uh, birthday. Let's catch the episode. Um... Yeah, other than that, just being real low-key, finishing out the flag football season. Um, How's the record? Crazy. Um, we made it to the playoffs uh, four and four. 
Um, not so that happy. gets you a seat at the playoffs? Weapon? Does everybody make it to the playoffs? No, 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 no. Uh, <clears throat> six out of the eight teams make it. First two seeds um, get first week buys, and then everybody else has to play their games first week of the playoffs. So we ended up as the fifth seed <clears throat> due to tie-breaking um, things like sco- who scored more points and records and things like that. We ended up as a fifth seed. So our last game of the season is actually our rematch uh, in the first round of the season. Uh, first round of the playoffs, so we get to face who just beat us. And what position do you play? Um, Defensive line. All over the defensive line. Gotcha. Cool. Well, nice. best of luck in the playoffs. Sounds thank like thank you guys. Uh, well, myself, you this weekend, I had a good time with uh, one of our regular listeners, uh, Brendan. We went on a bike ride. And oh, nice. that, was, that was cool. And that was awesome. Yeah. He was telling me about that when we played Pokemon. Oh, word. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely a good time. Lots of good conversation and good exercise. I will say that he's very brazen about sort of really taking up two lanes. I think he got honked at five times. <laughs> Hell yeah, Brendan. You show him. Yeah, that's your road. You can ride. They got to watch out for you. You're the pedestrian. <clears throat> Which. At first, I was like, hmm, I don't know. Should I say something? And then I, I just decided <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don't you it's... hate that when you're like, I really want to say something, but I don't want to be rude, but I also don't know if I should say it. And you're like, ooh, and then they try to ask you something, and you're just like. <laughs> yep, and now yeah. I, he's just going to hear it on the show, and then this is how we communicate now. <laughs> exactly. It's a healthy relationship. It's, it's, like, it's at least it's communication. Yeah, and it was funny, I think, a couple times where I was like telling him about something. He's like, oh, yeah, I know. I heard about it on the show. So it's like, okay, well. <laughs> Hell yeah. Biggest fan. We can't, we I know, can't, right? can't ask for more than that. Uh, other than that, been watching lots of horror movies. Last night I watched one that was okay, and it was because I was with Elena and she wasn't really feeling something intense. We watched Paranorman. You guys ever yeah, see that one? Yeah, the art and that, that's, oh, I love that style of that movie. Oh, it's got, it definitely has beautiful art and it feels like it's a CG movie, even though it's stop motion. Really impressive. The story I was, it? I would recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it with a. It's not a strong recommendation. Like it's yeah. a good, good it's family, a good, like, spooky film, yeah. especially for like you know younger, you know eight to ten, eight, ten, twelve year olds. And, like Anthony said, the animation is really great. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, or not Elm Street, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, it would be like Christmas movie. No, it's a Halloween movie. <laughs> it's definitely a Halloween movie. It's a, you actually, it's actually can it's make the argument. And Halloween it's a movie. Christmas movie. It takes place after Halloween, and it's Christmas themed. I think it's both. I mean, the, yeah. doesn't the first song say that it's like called This is Halloween, right? It's, it's Halloween. Because of the name Halloween. of the town. Yep. Right. That's because just like how Step Brothers is a Christmas day. movie, too. Because exactly. Christmas happens like three times in the movie. And technically, that one die of the Die Hard is a Christmas movie as well. Yes, it is. That's my lineup for Christmas: is Step Brothers, Die Hard, and then uh, usually all the Rugrats Christmas specials. What about yes. a Christmas Story? Are you big on that one? Like, I'm actually, I'm not. Yeah, really. I'm not with that one. I'm not a big I'm, Christmas I'm, Story guy. I'm sick to death of it. I just I, I, I used to really like it. Me out. The what part? The piggy part, you know, where they're sitting around the family dinner table, and it's like, I, I do fetish art for a living, so not much really weirds me out, but there's just, like, tone to that scene where they're at the dinner table eating, and it gets really quiet because the dad just yelled or something, 
from what I remember. And then uh, the, one of the little kids, not the main character, but I think his brother, is sitting there, like, stuffing his face with something. He just goes, and the mom's like, oh, you little piggy. And then they all start laughing really weirdly and forced. And it's it's really, really weird. I think I can recall what you're talking about. And, yeah, that's there's definitely some just strange family humor that maybe doesn't translate 40 years later. But true. It uh, it's a classic in its own right, but they play it twenty four like they play it twenty four hours a day. I think on TBS and TNT, mm. and oh on Christmas. So it's always an easy option when you're sitting around. And the presents are open, then you're sort of wondering, can is it time to drink yet? Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> What's that one Christmas movie where the guy goes and like pays? He's like a rich guy. He like says screw his whole family, or either something happens to his family, or he just like doesn't like his family, and he goes and like rents this family for. Oh, you're like, talking about the Ben Affleck movie? Yeah, Ben Affleck one. Yeah, yeah. I watched that like with, with three James, times in a row. With James Gandolfini. I know exactly the yeah. one you're talking about. I don't think I, I know this one. Called. It's oh really? It's really good. It's really good. I'll look up the name and I'll and I'll let you know which one it is. It's funny. Ben Affleck is you know I think a music mogul. He gets yeah. away from his fam, uh, from the, he's like, doesn't know what to do. So he's like, you know what? Let me go back to my childhood home. Yes. He finds James Gandolfini and his family there. And he's like, how about I pay you guys a lot of money to pretend like you're my family? Because I want a good family Christmas for once. He's a grown up, no. I didn't have a good family Christmas or something like that. And he's no. like, I want a real family Christmas. And then he like runs into his old childhood sweetheart. And then this rich girl from the city <laughs> who's like, he's yep. dating at the time. And they had the whole like, he has to pretend he's just like she's his sister, and it's it's hilarity ensues. The grandpa watches porn with the kid. Yep. Okay, so the movie's called Surviving Christmas. Yes, look it up. Yep. And um, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it, but uh, it has a seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's oh, not yeah. like fantastic by any means. I had to actually. It was on it, TV when it, I went. It's so, it's so funny though, and like in its own ways. Yeah, it's definitely mm, a, it's wow. a reflection of the humor of its when it came out. But it's yep. not funny after you see it three times in a row because that's the only oh. thing that on that's like on the TV at the time. Weird. Well, you don't gotta agree with the critics, that's for sure. My favorite Christmas movie is Elf at this point. Yes, like, it's really has not. I'm not tired of it yet. It's funny. Will Ferrell's hysterical. He's like born for that role. Yes, and I agree. So additional is very cute. Yeah, Thanks. exactly. <laughs> How do we get on the topic of Christmas? I don't know. I don't know. This is like, oh, it, that's what happened. That's what happened. To... Too early. Sorry. <laughs> Never Sorry, too early. I was talking about now. Nightmare Before Christmas and then <laughs> just went from there. But anyway, I have been watching the movies. I just listened, finished listening to Salem's Lot on Audible. And now I'm listening to It on Audible. And it's freaking awesome so far. I'm only like... What's Pen15? Is Pen15 an audiobook or is that a movie you watched? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, just, I put that in just for something we could chat about. Um, it's a Hulu show. It takes place in the year, I think, 2000, maybe like 2001 or two. Mm-hmm. And the two main characters are... 30 something women but they're playing uh 8th graders or 6 6th or 8th graders i forget but and all the other kids are actually played by people of that age so their interactions have this like extra That's level funny. of uncomfortableness to them and just the way that these two really go for it like these these ladies are hilarious like that they really are both create some of the most cringeworthy but and also heartfelt and 
relatable moments. And as somebody that was in middle school in the early 2000s, it's hitting me in the nostalgia feels in a lot of ways that I didn't expect. Like I have to look things, into this. Things that I haven't thought of in many years. Like remember those rainbow colored plastic things that were filled with sand? Oh like, god, uh, yeah. yeah. I know what yep. you mean. You know, They're like, like the those... goopy ones. Goopy? I don't know. If they're they, go- not goopy, but they like you could squeeze them. I never had them. I always just looked I, I at remember, them. I, I, yeah, they were there were some <laughs> that you could squeeze and like they were like in like some weird shapes. Yeah, the, yeah, the they were definitely in strange shapes. Yep. Anyway, they're just like in the background. I'm like, oh shit, I haven't thought about those in forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the the slang that they use and everything like that's pretty accurate and i recommend people check it out if if they're into <laughs> comedy and especially if they're around our age which you know 25 to 30 does it give off like broad city vibes have you ever seen broad city is it like that or is it just kind of going for like a slice of life like middle school but like we're get a weird awkward twist because they're obviously older but like playing right i mean i could see some maybe broad city vibes but you know that is a very modern or at least modern five years ago show about you know sexually active women in a city. This is about suburban kids in a suburb, but the the two have a similar chemistry. I think the two stars and like it, it's it's real good. I watched uh, Hubie Halloween. Oh my god, oh, I want to watch that so bad on Netflix. Oh. It wasn't bad, actually. I thought it was decent. Yeah. I don't know what this I is. I mean, it, it was... And the new Adam Sandler Halloween movie. Yeah. <laughs> is it's... it really? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. And he plays... What is the guy's name? He's not, like, doofy. Hubie. It... Hubie. He plays yeah. Hubie stuff. He's like, I, I, look at me. I'm the Halloween guy. I'm Adam Sandler. And I can... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's, like, movie. such a throwback to, like, so many different Adam Sandler movies. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many references to past Adam Sandler movies in, in this thing. Um, and of course, you always get the O'Doyles in there. Yep. Well, who did you, didn't didn't who Adam, did Adam Sandler say that uh, if he didn't win an Oscar for um, Uncut Gems, that <laughs> the, ne- <laughs> the next movies he make are all gonna suck? Hell yep. yeah! Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Good for him. Honestly, I was so glad to see him back in his in his prime. In his prime, I'm I feel his prime. He's just playing a stupid character. Like the, <laughs> oh, sure. hey, oh, oh, he, he didn't win the Oscar. Now it's all downhill. Everything we're going to see is just going to be ridiculous. Jack and yeah. Jill 2. It's going to be a Hubie, 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 Hubie Christmas coming up. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I got to say I loved Uncut Gems. That was a really it, in- intense movie. Amazing movie. Well, yeah, I, Uncut I, Gems I was awesome. It. Yeah. Yeah. So but I but Hubie because... Halloween is very different. <laughs> Yeah, it's very completely on the other side of the spectrum. I know. Uh, anything else you watched, Tyler? Before I jump in, I watched the Bo Rat movie. Oh yeah, oh, you, you did. did Bo Rat. I was there. Right. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, this is definitely some like, very, very, very over the top. Very some very 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 cringy parts. <laughs> how many how many penises um, did he show on screen? Like how many penises were there on screen? You know, I don't think there. Were... Was there? No, any? there was a few. Yeah, there was um, a few. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> okay, I'll watch. There's it. a couple. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you gotta meet the, quota. the the fertility dance really made me uh, cringe <laughs> hardcore. 
Was it yeah. like him and Eric uh, Fringe, or was it, was it like me don't, coming don't over? Don't spoil party? it for him because it really is. That is probably the most shocking moment of the movie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, um, that's on Amazon Prime, and it's making the rounds. People are certainly talking about it. America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani looking like a total dumbass <laughs> or a total I, creepy I, ass. I, I, I read I read the article on that, so I you know that's not gonna. It's already been spoiled for me. Like there was a couple articles rolling around about it. And he should be thanking Sasha Baron Cohen for running in and stopping him because yep. it was about to get a lot worse. And I won't explain exactly what's happening because you want the sort of the element of surprise of the movie. But oh my God. he would have been in a lot deeper shit had Sasha Baron Cohen not stopped it when it, when he did. Did he like break yeah. character? Like No, it... he, he oh. just he ran into the room <laughs> and stopped him from jerking off or like in front of this reporter. That's or awesome. This fake reporter. Oh, who, hell yeah. yeah. Who, to be honest, was, I mean, obviously was flirting with him and trying to get him to, to get do, him to. Yeah. So he was, be, he was basically being set up. Totally. Totally. Oh but he, he fell I for the bait. This. He yeah. fell for the bait. Completely. Mm. I know. This is what you come to the show for. <laughs> I know. It is what... my, I was going to say. I'm, it is what you came for the show for, but I was gonna say what I what I watched. I actually watched that movie. I told you, Wiley. Um, Brightburn. Brightburn. The you one told out, me about, uh, you told me about it, but I forgot about it. Yeah, so it's the horror movie take on the Superman origin. Ooh. Right, right. How was it? Not bad, not bad, not over the top like something like a must see, but it was good. I thought it was good for what it what it tried to do. That's like the no. kid who's like, Mommy, I'm scared, and now I can shoot lasers or something like that, right? Kind of. He wasn't even scared. He was getting bullied, and then he was like, oh, shit, I got superpowers? And then the spaceship is telling me to take the world? Okay, so I'm going to start killing people. <laughs> okay. And so this looks, uh, it looks like it was produced by James Gunn, and yep. the screenplays by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. Are those both his what? brothers? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So a little bit of a family pet project here. I don't know. And if it, it's was, it was directed by um, David Yarnowski or something like that. Yarnowski. Yarnowski. Yeah. So and it does set itself up at the end for sequels. Do I foresee it making making rounds with the sequels? Who knows? You know. But well, it, it does. Like it, it did turn a profit. So. No. Nope. And it was it had mixed reviews, so it wasn't like all positive reviews. But mm -hmm. it does set up for a sequel. It kind of teases at um a evil Wonder Woman and an evil Aquaman, and it does okay. it in a nice like little um conspiracy theorist YouTube video kind of way. Like when credits are rolling, you get um the guy who played Yandu in Guardians of the Galaxy. I forget his name. Um, I forget you, his name as well. You guys know who I'm talking about. He was also in the first season of The Walking Dead. He's a blue guy. Yep. So he's in there uh, like a conspiracy theorist just kind of wailing away, talking about giving off like with ex how he explains it, like giving off the hints that he's talking about like an evil Wonder Woman and an evil Aquaman, you know? Hmm. That's pretty cool. So That's cool. Nice. You, you know, can I've, check that out on Hulu, it looks like. Yeah, if, they, can do good if they made a or... if they made a part two, I would love it because then they could introduce like a whole evil Justice League. Word. Well, you don't know when any movie's coming out these days due to everything that's going on. 
I and people do come to the show for that type of banter where we yap about what we're watching and doing, but they also come to the show to hear about some video games. Now, not a ton of new stuff this week. We're kind of going to be touching on some things that we were either just starting last week or, I don't know, maybe we started playing a 16-year-old MMO called World of Warcraft again. And Anthony's got some Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion stuff. So uh, I been hearing some stuff about the crown tundra which i think is the second of two planned dlcs for pokemon sword and shield is that right Mm -hmm. oh yeah yep second one and uh just dropped was it last friday i think sounds right yeah it's it's real cool it's neat it's uh i'm definitely liking it a lot more than isle of armor because uh when i was sick i think i started it on friday um i heard about it brendan actually texted me about it he's like oh Island Armors or uh, the expansions coming out, the Crown Tundra. I was like, oh shit, I haven't even finished the Isle of Armor. So I did that, and that finished up decently. I got a cool uh, fighting and dark type uh, kung fu bear guy. That was pretty neat from that expansion. And then you go into this new one, and it's all like you get introduced into it with a new mode, which is really cool. It's very different. It actually kind of makes Pokemon challenging, which is awesome. It's a great switch up to the formula. It's like a roguelike dungeon crawler in a way you start off by going into a cave it's basically you get like two or three battles uh and along the way you get to choose the path you go with uh either you can do four cpus which you don't or three other cpus which i don't recommend um but you can go on hop online and find other friends to play with or just random people uh and you get to rent a pokemon out of a list of four that you start off uh that are available so you whoever is first i don't know how the order is determined but you get to choose one of those, and then that gets replaced with a different one, and then it goes down the list, so you get to pick out of which four Pokemon you'd like to choose. Uh, and you go through these different battles between different uh, types you can choose from that are on the list. It's like a cave kind of maze uh, layout, the way it's mapped. And after every battle, you can either choose to catch the Pokemon that you defeat and swap it with the current one you have, or you can choose not to. But only one person can do that out of the four. Uh, so it's a cool little, you know, a lot of teamwork. I recommend playing with friends to make that communication a lot easier. But the you have that, and then while you're going along the path, you'll sometimes run into a scientist, I believe, or a hiker. Uh, both of them actually, because one of them will heal your Pokemon. The other one offers uh, an item, a held item that you can choose to help boost the stats or um, either leftovers or it's classic like the held items in the game you get that can help you out uh that actually i feel are a lot more effective in this little kind of bite-sized mode rather than you know obviously overall depending if you're playing competitive or not but i feel like they have a nice big impact to find them because i picked up uh when i was going through these item wise glasses that helps kind of boost (coughs) your special attack for whatever pokemon you have (coughs) and then at the end you get to fight a randomly chosen legendary So that was that sounds pretty, pretty cool. cool. So what type of things are you earning and do you have any sort of advantages when you first go in or is it just really a blank slate each time? It's kind of a, a blank slate each time, which is nice. Everybody's on the even uh like an even playing field. All the Pokemon's levels are capped. I'm not sure what the default level is. It's either fifty or one hundred, but they're all the Pokemon on the same level, so you don't have to worry about any leveling. You can't bring in your own. You're earning the currency of this island called like it's not Armorite or um is some kind of ore. It's like something I, you get um, that you can trade to one of the ladies that's in the front of this little area where you can do the roguelike dungeon crawling, and she'll give you different rewards, different items in the game that are usually harder to obtain. They can usually some they could usually only get with BP or battle points from the battle tower. 
but now you can use um, the armorite or the whatever ore it's called to get the different rewards from it. Um, but it can be a little frustrating and it does take a while if you go through um, the whole cave, you know, uh, you can choose to keep one Pokemon you catch during the expedition. But mm -hmm. say if you kind of lose out on the legendary, you, you've caught like a Weezing and, I don't know, maybe like a Cafable, you're like, oh, all right. But you still get or no matter how far you get, which is cool. So you're always getting kind of something out of it. Okay. Well, that, that sounds like a pretty neat addition to the end game. Yeah, and that's just the first part. The second part, you go on a little expedition with one of the characters you meet really quickly right at the beginning. Her dad is like a big explorer guy, and he's like, oh, we're going to go on a father-daughter expedition, and it's going to be great, and you're going to love it. And she's like, no, dad, I want to go on my smartphone and catch Pokemon and Gigantamax raids. And your dad's like, ah, well, shit, I, get, I don't know. I guess I can go with this kid here. That's fine. So then uh, you go on with him, so, and you get to explore the region, which is pretty big, um, and looking for the legendary, the new one, the big, like, Jimmy Neutron-looking guy with a big crown. Okay, so there's some standard story stuff that you would expect from a Pokemon expansion, I guess. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that sounds yeah. like it's uh, an improvement over the, I guess... You know, how did you feel about the first expansion again? I think you thought it was pretty I cool, just, but I thought it was cool. It just hit me at the wrong time. I think I'm just I'm just salty about it because I uh, played 200 plus hours of just base vanilla Sword and Shield. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, by the time that came out, I was like, oh, cool, my Pokemon could fall behind me. That's sweet. But then I was like, well, I don't really want to do anything else. So I just waited till this <laughs> expansion came out and finished that up quick. And and it's. This one's been really, really fun so far. They also introduced, which I thought was sweet, the legendary birds again from Gen 1. So Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres. But Ooh. they look totally different, and they're different types. And they're roaming. So as soon as you encounter them, not to, it's not really a big spoiler. As soon as you get to a certain area, they show this. And you can go, or Articuno stays around the Crown Tundra just somewhere. So you have to find it. How are they different area. types? It's all in their names. Yeah. Zapdos, They still kind of look the same. Like Molten. Mm -hmm. Articuno. It looks like a big molten bird still, but he, I feel like it's like a, it, I don't know, they like jazz, they give him like Hot Topic, I don't know, they gave him like a Hot Topic gift card, and they're like, alright, here you go kids, go have fun. And what do they make him, all, a freaking fighting type? They, I don't know, he's orange now, he's orange and he doesn't have big wings, he's got little, he looks like a chocobo from Final Fantasy, is the best way that it, it will kind of <laughs> ring with me, he's like a big chicken, because he walks around, and he's super fast, because I have to, I tried chasing him around the wild area last night for like an hour, and I couldn't catch him, I tried for like two hours, but we always hit like you have to chase him, and then I ran into him in the paths where there was always kind of inclement weather. So it was like hailstorm that would kill him, or like a uh, the sandstorm. And I'm like, oh man. Well, I don't like them messing with my old school Pokemon like that. Keep them how they looked. Zapdos especially, he's the one that holds a special place in my heart. You can have and... two still. You can have both versions. Okay. Well. <laughs> whatever. Okay. Well, that's the newest <laughs> Pokemon expansion. Thanks for the update, Anthony. No now, problem. Curious, Kenny, what made you delve back into WoW after so many years? Me too. Um, actually, it was it's been a been a bit coming actually, or have had already had the game installed on the PC. Just hadn't added any subscription time. Um, and all my best friends that used to play with me, they're actually back on it, and they were like, "Shadowlands is coming." When are you coming back? And I was like, you know what? Fifteen dollars for the for the thirty days. So let's see if it still ca catches that itch. 
and it does it does you know so much has changed they scaled back levels um my level 100 um hunter when i logged in he was 35 because the new cat level cap is 50 that's crazy um, yeah, they, they rolled it totally back. That's nuts. Because yeah. what the I think the pre most recent expansion, it was like what 120 they bumped 120. it up to? 120. It was um last I was on, it was 120. I well, at least yeah, last not last I was on, but last I had heard it was up to 120. And um yeah, they they rolled them back back. And that's wild. You know, I think they're they're doing going for a you know, I know with Shadowlands is gonna go up to sixty. And from there, it's going to be like it's always been. Gear is key. Gear is king. Um, Got to get those, those grind out for that, for those special gears. Grind out PvP for your gear, or for your PvP armor. Um, so I'm excited to have that, you know, little, little grind and that I could just drop back to when I'm, I'm playing anything else and be like, you know, let me hop on, grind my dailies. Um, try and do some PvP, grind out some honor, whatever the current PvP currency currently is. I haven't checked it out yet because I just felt so overwhelmed with the changes. I created a new character in a in a realm, and I was like, you know what? Let's start from one, level one, and just work our way back. I'll get all the little nuances. And everything will just start coming back to me, and then I could hop in, back into my other characters. Okay, so are wow. you gonna play through again the Burning Crusade, the Wrath of the Lynch King, Cataclysm, Mists of Pandaria, Warlords of Draenei, Legion, and Battle for Azeroth? No, actually. So you don't when you start a new character, you don't have to play through all of that because each expansion, um, like kind of does kind of wave with all the other like beginning. So it'll start you off with like some basic one through ten stuff, um, which is like a tutorial in in a sense. And then mm -hmm. from there, you're kind of just running through the new expansions, you know, um, story or whatever story missions they have from level one, uh, level 10 through 50. Some of it will be stuff that you already played through. Some of it will be new content. Some of the same, the same submissions and it is. Um, okay. Some of it will be same, same missions, but just different, some added lore to it and, and stuff like that. So. And so this is a $15 a month game. It has been since it came out. Do you need to pay additional money for the expansions? Actually, most of the expansions are free once you uh, make an account. And I had one expansion I had didn't buy, which was the Battle for Azeroth. And yeah, that's the most recent. I didn't buy that one. Lo and behold, as long as I have a subscription, it's free to me. Wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, I kind of, maybe when this game was top game in the world in terms of popularity i could see them charging for an expansion on top of the subscription but uh but you will have to pay for the brand new expansion you will okay so yeah. i'm googling that kenny and it seems like it's out today Shadowlands. Wow. yeah so that might have shadow dropped because there was no date prior that's a tuesday um, yeah i guess that lines up the tuesday lines up with the with mm -hmm. the weekly maintenance um but dropping today, I, because I had looked up for the release date um, a couple of days back, and I couldn't find anything. And if it dropped today, then not too surprised, because I know they had it slated to drop, I think, in October, and they were pushing it back a little bit to do some last-minute patches. 
But well, I right could now, be wrong on that, so double check me. But I'm just if you Google Shadowlands release date, you will see it right there, and then a couple other articles talking about it. So nice. looking forward to hearing thoughts on the new expansion next week. Um, I know that the last one uh, from a couple other video game podcasts that I listened to, Battle for Azeroth, was quite divisive, um, and pretty much, I would say, mostly negative. Uh, from the fan base but again I, I don't play the game so hope this new one works out well it is pretty awesome that the game is still going strong after 16 years where yeah you know yeah. how does it look like how does it compared to when you played it back in the uh you know 2000s is it um pretty i would i would say because i played it when back in the 2000s when i played it i almost played in it on a regular pc epic that my mom bought from walmart it wasn't a gaming pc pc or anything so it looked did not look all anything crazy and i loved it then now mm-hmm. playing it on my gaming pc i'm like holy crap this thing looks beautiful you know yeah they smoothed that out a lot too which was nice because yep. if you go back because they have is wow classic still a thing or did they kibosh that i think it's still a thing and actually uh, there's so much and when you go into it you know remember how you had to add do just even for something for a to get a quest waypoint Mm-hmm. that just pointed you in the direction of your quest you needed to add a add-on to the game it's integrated into the game now good so once you're doing a quest it's there's a waypoint that's pointing you to like oh 200 yards this way is your yeah. quest to go this um, did they streamline the beginning a minute because i remember i played it like different oh, yeah. points like not i played i think wrath of the lich king when that was new and then i played mm-hmm. again when cataclysm and then mr pandaria I, like fell in and out kind of like what i do with magic but yeah, it's it's uh, definitely it's definitely streamlined and actually it's what it does i feel like did real well i just jumped into a quick dungeon just to check it out again i'm not sure when they did this but they but before the 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 enemy levels didn't scale to your level oh. um so now let's say i can i can queue up for a dungeon with like somebody that's level 40 something and i could be 15 and they'll be fighting people that are 40 something I'll be fighting my regular level guys. Well, that's cool. Wow. You know, so it's per player then. Yep, per player, which is a good mechanic because then, you know, it doesn't just take away like any any reason for other people to you know play, and also makes it easier to queue up together. Yeah, well, that's cool. It's definitely right. a good change. I think a more positive change at least. Word, cool. Glad to hear about the latest WoW shenanigans. Um, so myself this week, I've been playing the Borderlands 3. I pr- purchased the Super Deluxe Edition, whatever you want to call it, back uh, a couple months ago when it was on sale for 30 bucks. Came with the Season Pass, which you know is $50 in its own right. And uh, I've taken a few weeks off, so but felt real easy to jump right back in there. Hadn't forgot anything. And I finished up the Casino uh, Moxie's something something heist the first dlc that was released and now i'm a good ways into the i think it's guns love and tentacles something like that mm-hmm. the the second one and it's much much better like the, the second dlc really has a, a much more visually appealing environment it's got a more engaging story the weapons that i'm finding so far are improved there's um regular boss encounters there's there's new effects um or status effects to buff and debuff you gives it a little bit more of a 
Destiny vibe as as a Destiny vet, or I guess you know, former vet. I'm pretty pleased with it as far as the the gameplay goes, and I just think that it it looks really good. And I, I just overall, it's good to be past a, a certain point in Borderlands Three where you're not dealing with the main quest in that game anymore because the villains are really annoying and they're yeah. talking talking to you constantly and it just sort of for me even though i think that overall the campaign was very good just being in a, in a new I, just not having those two characters around the the <laughs> twins that are the calypso twins that are always taunting you and just thinking they're so funny and you know, oh, we're live streaming we're funny we're cool Ricky. look at me i'm the millennial Yes. So being past that has been sort of nice. I'm just being a little distracted by the footage that Tyler's throwing up. But yeah, as as you can see, it's it's got great colors. And I think, did you actually search for the expansion, Tyler? Uh, Yeah, I believe this is it. Okay. It, It definitely looks like it. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's got a nice Halloween vibe to it as well, which totally perfect timing. Didn't didn't plan that. But the the town you're exploring has sort of a, I don't know, uh, is vaudeville the word I'm looking for? Just a, a spooky spookiness to it. Yeah, spooky. It's like a showtime or like a like a Victorian horror kind of like werewolves and yes, like, yes, thank you, Bloodborne. Victorian. That's a good one. So I am, yeah. I think you got one of you guys should at least start playing it so we can squad up. And uh, we've got other here. priorities, and its name is Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> That's Ooh. true. That's true. So the reason I played Borderlands Three this week is because it's such an easy one to be able to play for a few minutes, or maybe twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and then put down. Um, I've just had a busier than usual week this week, but Ghost of Tsushima, yeah, the raid is coming October thirtieth, and. The four of us need to get back on the grind. Tyler's already been on the grind. That's why he's putting the fire in our bellies. Uh, it gets you up there. Yeah. You need at least so what, what, what power level ninety five or something. Is it ninety five? I thought it was eighty five. No, no, no. For gold missions, it's eighty five. For the raid, I think it's ninety five. I'm already at eighty six. You talking about sushi? What's <laughs> <laughs> a sushi? Oh. No. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh, that's a good. That's what we should call our uh, gentrified sushi shop. Yeah, Ghost of Sushi. <laughs> ghost, sushi Ghost. Um, or Ghost of Sashimi. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. Um, I like that. But yeah, anything you want to say about that, Tyler? I know you've been playing a little bit of the higher level stuff. It's good, man. I mean, I, I mean, it's the same gripes as we had last week. I mean. You really do kind of have to, it is a commitment. I mean, I play one gold survival game and it takes about 45 minutes to an hour. So you really kind of have to like wow. put time aside to play it. And what's what do you think the average sort of key power jump is? Because, you know, you, you're, you have got to be 75, it, it is, Kenny, actually, to play the gold missions, I believe. Okay. So what what... If you're 75 and you complete it with four other 75ers or three other 75ers, are you going to go to 80 or is it just going to be like 76? Um, no, I mean, if you're level, 
if you're level 75 and you complete a gold mission you'll probably get like around like level 80 gear like that that first attempt um i mean because because it's now it's been taking me a while like i think the last time i played i finally just got like my first like level 100 gear but it, but it's, it is it is kind of sporadic in terms of like when you're actually like are getting the the increased uh gear um i think my key level now is like 96 and you uh, said you got a legendary weapon that when you get a headshot, it ricochets off other people and hits them in the head as well? Mm, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty awesome. cool sounding perk. Uh, so yeah. are there any other legendaries that you've gotten? Uh, the only other legendary I have is a, a charm that makes you immune to being uh, blinded or stunned, I think. Um, okay. And that comes with a couple different uh, perks. <laughs> Um, that you can modify onto it. Um, but yeah, those are the only two legendaries that I have so far. Cool. Well, yeah, me and Kenny got to get back on it. Me especially. I'm only level 77, so probably yeah. run a few matchmaking games just so I can get, catch catch up with you guys so I'm not dragging you down during the gold mission so we can be Do, do you guys use ready. Like a separate character from story mode in the multiplayer, or is it the same yes. character? Yeah. Well, it's the same, um, you, the same character. Or are you okay. talking about like single player story mode? Well, like single, you have single player. I'm thinking of the whole game of Ghosts, and then there's the multiplayer aspect. So it's like, do you have a separate character for like yeah. your story mode is one mm -hmm. one guy? So it's like GTA Online. Yeah, but this is like very class based. There's four classes. Or you've been okay. gone. I forget. We haven't yeah, talked sorry. about. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, anything about this. Yeah, so it's a four player. Um, well, there's there's two player story missions and four player survival missions, which is essentially a horde mode. Mm. And um, you choose one of four classes, the Samurai, the Assassin, the Hunter, and the Ronin. They all sort of have their unique abilities. The Ronin specialize in more healing stuff. The Samurai is very melee-focused. The Hunter has a lot of um, distant uh, ranged attacks. The Assassin is... I, I haven't used the Assassin, but I, I assume he's extra good at stabbing you in the back. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds awesome. It sounds pretty cool. It is yeah, very cool. It, it is definitely cool. I know I just recently had I just recently hit eighty six, and I think I picked up a legendary sword that I could light on fire. Ooh! Just on demand. Yeah, that's sweet. That's I, and I use it. I I gotta I gotta wait for it to cool down and then come back. It's the sword of Mazamune. Nice. Ooh! The way of the flame. Name. It's got a good name. That's cool. Damn. All right, so uh, last week I talked a little bit about Hypnospace Outlaw. Hypnospace Outlaw, the PC, well, I guess it's actually on Switch and Xbox as well, uh, but it's I highly recommend playing it on PC because you're essentially controlling an operating system. I won't talk about it too much because I was, if you listened to last week's show, I, I talked about it quite a bit, but I ended up finishing it. Um, still haven't really changed my uh, thoughts. It, it's was a very fun experience and uh i do wish i wish there were a little bit more structured missions like there's a lot to just get lost in where where you sort of feel like oh this is neat and i i'm really delving into this thing and i'm i've clicked 10 links in a row and i bet you know 75 percent of people that played this probably missed this page because it's like really 
digging deep and, and that feels cool however a lot of it it can at times feel a little bit aimless like you don't really know am i even anywhere close to what i'm supposed to be doing uh there, there, there's only like nine i believe eight or nine cases quote unquote which are is another word for mission in, in this game and um a lot of the times i felt like i was just doing guesswork and while it was neat exploring and, and i'm glad that i it's kind of a double-edged sword because you, you're you're happy exploring all these crazy web pages but on the other hand you're like hmm, am i really kind of wasting my time uh, or you know not utilizing my playtime in a way as, as effectively as i could and my other small gripe with it is that the last mission i i just i was completely stumped i, I did not know where to look so i looked up used a guide so it wasn't particularly rewarding the the final case but really clever and satisfying ending and just a unlike a, another game i've played before and if you're into late 90s internet vibes it's a must play if if you're not i'd consider just looking up a review on youtube seeing if it's your type of thing because you can play it for free if you have xbox game pass on, on pc or console so yeah i think it's worth checking out just for the like aesthetic because they're pretty much like you're browsing the web yeah like you're browsing like you actually have your own desktop and everything like there's applications there's like a little music player that's cool you, you download things and then you got to click on them in in your downloads to actually use them it's very meta and very fun <laughs> that's awesome and the other two games that I put on the outline, I don't think I really played enough to really discuss. So we'll we'll save that for next week. Anybody else have any other games they want to mention before we move on? That's it for me. That's all I've played. I'm all set. Okay, well, before we move on to the topic of the show, which is us waxing nostalgic about the good old PS2, I thought I'd read a question that we got from one of our listeners. Ooh. Golden Age Retriever wants to know, what is your least favorite and most favorite genre? Why don't you kick us off, Kenny? My He's least thinking. favorite genre is the one I'm not good at. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just playing. Least favorite. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair. That's that's really my my reason is because that's I'm bad at them. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say my least favorite so far platformers. I am bad at them. Mm-hmm. Um, don't hate them completely, but I just uh, sometimes I just become I'm too anxious and I don't time my jump. Sometimes I'm just not good, you know. You should try Celeste. I did. Um, <laughs> sucked at it. So it's it's it, I kept no way. I'm right there um, with you. My my like, favorite, I would say, RPGs, especially JRPGs. Y- yeah, just the, the I know. There's so many different kinds of RPGs. That, yeah, I was gonna say, can you narrow it down? But you already did JRPG. <laughs> yeah, I would say <laughs> my most my favorite one out of all of them would be a J. It would be the JRPGs, even though I just loved RPGs in general. Uh, mm-hmm. To dive into just about any of them, but I love spending time on those JRPGs. It's all about a grind, baby. A grind. I love that grind. Love min maxing. Okay, Anthony, I already know your favorite. Same, you? same as Kenny's. Yeah, pretty exactly. Same as Kenny's. Uh, <laughs> my least favorite uh, sports, just because 
I'm not a sports guy. No sports. <laughs> That's good sports. Gotcha. Uh, well, personally, I think that my favorite genre is, it's a little bit hard to pin down exactly, but it's a it's third-person action open-world game. So similar to something like... Um, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, or The Witcher, or Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, very into exploring open worlds, and but then I also have to, you know, throw in things like Red Dead Redemption Two, which I think would fit in that category as well, which is probably going to end up being my favorite game this generation. But uh, over Last of Us Two. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, um, and. You know, Western RPGs like Fallout are also up there, but I, I got to go with just third-person action RPGs. And for my least favorite, it's a little sad to say, but it's probably the puzzle game. Um, I, I played some that I've liked, but I tend to like to solve things with some dexterity of my fingers rather than just my mind. Like, I really want to enjoy games like braid and the witness which i think are geniusly designed and have some just are so well thought out but for me end up being just more frustration than enjoyment uh, i started playing return of the Oberdin on steam recently and despite it having a incredible unique art style and just an overall impressive look and concept I was not having fun. Like I, I just was just you're trying to figure out how all these men died and what their names are and you're looking at your log book and it's all very well done, but it's just not something I could get into. That's fair. All right. Moving on to topic of the show, looking back at the PS two came out October twenty sixth, two thousand. I saw that when we were trying to think of a topic of the show and I said that's gotta be it. That's just a, a crazy milestone to reach. 20 years. And 20 crazy. years. So I thought we would choose three games that we look back on as the most seminal for us during this early 2000s period. Um, why don't we start with Kenny? And I, I would love to hear your thoughts on your first game that you listed. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Kingdom Man. Hearts. Yeah, near and dear. Man, I remember uh, just getting home, right? I had the PS2. We had Grand Theft Auto on it. We had all these other games on it. But then my neighbor next door was like, hey, there's this, this game and you attack people with a key. And Disney characters are in it. And some people that I don't know named Squall is in it. I'm like, Squall, <laughs> wait a second. Final Fantasy VIII. I'm like, what are you talking about, Donald? Goofy, Final Fantasy. I'm like, wait a second, I need to see this game. Let me borrow it. Oh, I'm about to beat it. I'm like, all right, when you beat it, let me borrow it. Beats it, I play it, and I'm like, wait a second. Where did this come from? I've never heard of this game. Do not tell me you were not enthralled by that opening cutscene. Man, that opening cutscene, I was like, oh, this Mm. is the greatest thing ever. Goosebumps. I still get the goosebumps when I play it. I remember oh, I replaying it. it um right before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out and I was like, whew. The goosebumps. Still gets, like, still gets, it still gets me. I'd be jamming now with, with simple and clean. clean. I've yep. been having some weird thoughts lately. Like, <laughs> is any of this 
For real? Real? Or not? Yep, exactly. And there's just a little boy falling for like a yep. minute and a half. Oh, oh, oh. What was it? Part uh, Part Two had the had had it more upbeat, right? The intro. oh yeah, it was yeah Sanctuary Part Two, where it was yep. just like I'm doing fit and despicable, just began. Yeah, it just yep. like talks backwards halfway through it. It's great. <laughs> oh. So King, Kingdom Hearts obviously spawned a slew of sequels, uh, everywhere from slew mobile to Game Boy Advance to current gen consoles. Is the original still your favorite? Man, it's up there. Yeah, honestly, I think. Because it's jam-packed with the nostalgia, sometimes I could just play it, and I could just it bring. I could almost feel like I remember how I felt as a kid playing this. Almost like I smell the the I smell the neighborhood in Lawrence, Mass, where Ooh, I live. That that's a deep you know? cut. Oof. Like I'm like crap. Like this three-family house that we rented out the first floor. Like like I just, it just brings me back to that to that moment where I had no bills. No headaches, no nine to five job. <laughs> just, for sure, just, for just sure. Destiny Islands, as far as the eye can see. Yep. And the gummy ship. And the and the uh, the what was it the the fruit? Oh, the palku uh, fruit. The palku fruit. Yep. Yeah. Word. It, it brings me right back there. So I ha- I couldn't do a PS2 list without mentioning Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. And I know that. Anthony would probably put that on his list as well. I don't know about top three, but we're trying to keep things diversified. Oh yeah, that's it's, it's got honorable mention because I saw I saw Kenny had it, and it's uh, you know, it's always gonna be up there for me. It's gonna be that big one. It was like one of the first games I got with it. I actually think that was the game I got with the PS2 for Christmas the year came out. Word. Well, I want to talk next about my first game that I listed, and I put it first because I played it uh, before it came out when I was at the Big Apple Anime Fest in New York City in early 2001, I guess maybe summer 2001, and this game didn't come out until later that year. It's a follow-up to the Crash Bandicoot games from Naughty Dog. I remember playing the demo and being completely wowed by it. Just, you know, I, I was only semi into anime, so I spent half the day at the PS2 demo <laughs> just yeah. playing the first level. <laughs> and when I got it, it did not uh, disappoint. I think that it's a great, as far as, you know, collect 100 of these things goes, it's near the top of the heap for me. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the I love just the, they kind of took the jungle charm that Crash Bandicoot had and just took it into a new place. And I, at the time I was, you know, 10, 11 years old. Daxter was hilarious to me. Oh yeah. And, you know, Do you remember those not... old commercials of him, like talking to the hot babes? And they're like just sitting there, and it's like, oh, it's like a CGI of the Daxter. Uh, yeah, that rings a little bit of a bell. <laughs> I, remember, that... I, remember, I remember trying to show that to my mom in Target, or like being like, Mom, look at this funny commercial. She's like, Yeah, whatever. I don't fucking care. I was like, Okay. I think the game holds up as well. I played it a couple of years ago, got the platinum. And so I, I think that I've actually maybe played through it three times now. I, I gotta take care of a dog. Hold on. <laughs> no problem. But. Anyway, so, you know, it doesn't get the same acclaim that the Marios do, and it's probably not as te- technically, you know, at least from a platforming perspective, quite on, on it, that's that level. But as far as charm and nostalgia and just thinking back on what the early days of the PS2 meant to me, I think that I got to give the uh, top spot to Jack and Dex, personally. Nice, nice. nice. 
All right, so Kenny. Or no, Kenny, you already went. It's your turn, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. Uh, uh, mine was. Oof, I had so many. I was a big PS2 boy. Uh, I think my yeah, top... you put a lot of honorable mentions. Oh, there's so many. I it's hard, but I think probably like besides Kingdom Hearts, I think my top one probably had to be that I spent the most time on was Dark Cloud Two. That was like my big, big PS2 game. I played that all the time with my best friend growing up, and we like because it was a mix of like action RPG. They had the first one I think was like not a launch title for the PS2, but it was like it released a little bit after that. But the second one kind of had a really nice style. The soundtrack is awesome. I highly recommend it. Uh, they remastered it for PS4. It should be on PSN. You can pick that up for pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. You go, there's like six different, seven different chapters, very heavy focus JRPG. Uh, you play as two different characters and uh, you have different weapons. Each character has two weapons and you go through the different dungeons of the world, um, finding these, I forget what the point exactly is. Oh, it's like, it, it's got like some time travel plot in it. And it gets, it gets you kind of here and there and it's cute. Uh, the dialogue is great. The voice acting is really good. The main character I remember, um, I really loved all the voice acting. His character, Max, in English is voiced by the same guy who voices Robin from Teen Titans, from like the original Teen Titans. Yeah, okay. And I f- okay. forget who Monica the chick is voiced by, but it's all it's all done really, really well. Um, if you're a fan of like any kind of action RPG, it's it's a, it's really fun. It's I think I sank like 200 hours into it back in the day and like a good that's old a fair amount that's a fair amount for sure Eight megabyte memory card i think i had like three different save files and it's so it was cool because it was one of the first games i remember you could beat it had like a post story kind of thing to it where it was like the mm. whole separate dungeon and everything so is it a real-time rpg mm-hmm. or is it okay so it is it's not turn-based yep it's a uh, real time you have the main character i thought was really cool it's kind of along the lines of the kingdom hearts weaponry where his main weapon's a wrench and then you have like a little pop gun pistol and as you go through the dungeons, they you, you don't level up, your weapons level up. And once they level up, they get points that you can put gems into or stones or whatever you find in the dungeons by opening treasure chests. And by getting them to certain point values in certain areas, they can evolve into different weapons. Yeah, that's unique. You think the so, game holds up? I, th- I think so. I actually have to go back, and it's been a while. I've had a little bit of a craving to play it, so I might go back and do that pretty soon. But it's it's really fun. I recommend it if anyone likes, you know, old school action RPGs. And the the remaster does it some pretty good justice too. I'd say. Sweet. All right, so we are back around the horn, Kenny. What's your number two? My number two would be Soul Calibur two. Ooh. You got the Heihachi version? The Heihachi version? Actually, I had the Heihachi version, and then I was sent the OG Xbox by my uncle. And then I picked up the Xbox one with Spawn. Mm -hmm. And my best friend had a GameCube. So whenever we wanted to switch it up, we'd play the GameCube version of Soul Calibur 2. Hell yeah, that's the the one to get. Mm -hmm. Most hype. Well, Guest weapon master of all time. Yep. You know, so I, I, I Soul Calibur in oh. general was a game that I loved across all three platforms. Um, but I owned it first as the as a PS2 version, and then the Xbox One. But I spent so many hours on that game on the PlayStation Two. Um, with the with its you know collecting all all the different weapons for each character um, that was so cool that blew my mind <laughs> i'm i'm so i'm so obsessive with collecting little little things in some some of the games and i was like wow like i want to get every 
weapon variation for each one of these characters. And I and I, I even love this game to the point where I bought the backwards compatible game for my Xbox One. Oh yeah, oh, wow. nice. They have yeah. wait, so they have the Soul Calibur two for Xbox yes. One. Yep. Yeah, so there's like a lot original? of Xbox classics that you can buy mm-hmm. digitally. And... Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, no. So I still, from time to time, go back in trying to collect all the very weapon variations whenever I'm bored and I want I want a fighting game. I'm like, cool. you know what? Let's go to Soul Calibur two. It's a good one. It's like it's cool because what we're watching on screen as well. I'm. Mean, it's all coming back to there's like a very D and D kind of setup to it, which is sweet because they give you like this cool little intro where it's like you wander through the dungeon in search of something. Yep. You find this and your heart begins to palpitate and you gotta fight something now. And like every, every like every little space you went about or some different things you did had like little a little dialogue behind it, things like that. I thought it was so well well done and. So much content for a for a fighting game. I, you know, I grew up on the Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, where really, for the most part, didn't really have anything else. Um, when I was first playing them, to really, other than just fighting each other, so that was that was different for me. Yeah, I think that it. Um, I kind of forgotten that it had was so feature heavy like that, and I think that the leading up to this game was soul caliber at its peak in terms of popularity you had the original on dreamcast which you know a lot of people didn't get so they had heard about this super acclaimed game that of course it's also in arcades but they didn't get a chance to play it themselves and now it was releasing with special characters on each system and it was i'm looking at the release date and it was mid 2002 or yeah in 2002 and so shortly less after a year after the xbox and gamecube and so early on in the that generation's life cycle and it was hype it was definitely like yes. no you don't see fighting games getting that level of excitement uh pre-release i don't think so much or at least not any anything not like anymore. regularly these days mm-hmm. so cool nice choice that i didn't see coming there um now let's see whose turn is it is it back to me i think it's yours it's sir. back to yours okay back to me it's got to be final fantasy 10 yes why is it final fantasy 10 you ask well it was the first non-pokemon rpg i think it's been a long time so i may be forgetting something <clears throat> that i completed uh, i did so with the assistance of my older cousin who i was visiting in missouri he, I was like, why do I keep dying to sin? It's like the, the second sin sin battle. He's like, oh, well, your party's trash. <laughs> <laughs> you got to use the spirit gate, brah. Uh, no, he just took me back, got me a couple legendary weapons, got me a couple of the summons that Those I had missed. Those hard. Yeah, oh, I didn't get all of them. Dude, oh my yeah, god. That sh- getting Titus's legendary sword. Yeah. When when you with the chocobo race those are stupid orin's is stupid because you have to capture all the monsters and then you have to go back using that really crappy sword then you have to go back and fight them all in the like the little arena thing that they have which is like a big open area so you remember better than me i I, it's been a long time since i played through it and what is it that you get when you get electrocuted um consecutive times that's somebody's ultimate weapon i forget who it might be lulu's or it's we have to dodge the lightning a hundred times just i still can't do it it's been years and i still can't do it yeah I, yeah, I, I spent hours there. trying to do that. Oh, oh my God. It was that, that game is great, though. I remember playing that for the first time or watching my friend play it at his house and being like, 
Whoa. I mean, as you can see, the sh if you're watching the show, you can see Tyler's sharing uh, an early cutscene from the game. It still looks good. Like, th this CG at the time was incredible. And, you know, of course, the in-game didn't match it. But every time you got one of these cutscenes, you know, whether it was a big story moment when Yuna was doing her first ritual, if you, do, if you recall what I'm talking oh, about. Sending, yeah. Yeah, right. and there's just so many moments that at the time were pretty jaw-dropping yeah like that special laugh ah, oh no but we can forget about the special laugh. <laughs> i like that i think that's endearing i think that's like i'm glad that the game is still known for that it's got some charm to it it's it's definitely it's like a fine wine that moment has a uh, kind of gotten better as the years go on but how good were you guys at blitzball oh i fucking sucked I was bad, real bad. I was, I was nasty. I got when I got his uh, when I got jet so shot. I was nasty with it. In fact, I oh, didn't yeah, even that's... win that tournament. You, you can lose. Yeah, I, I, I think I did too. I think you get one special thing or one shot or something you get if you win it. But I didn't really care because I think I died like three times or I kept losing, and I was like, I'm not gonna do this anymore. No, I, I was all about it. Like when I got when I got his dad's special shot, I was like, I'm not losing no no one. Is that the only way you can get it? Is it when you do the little quick time event on the ship in the beginning? Yep. If oh, you okay. don't, if you don't do it correctly, then you you can't get it. At least from what I remember. Mm -hmm. Um. So I I of course I got it when I played it, and I would abuse that. I'm like, oh, he's on front of the goat. Yes, we're going to jet shot. I think that was the best way to win. I think if you had the yep. jet shot, you just you save up for it. And as soon as you have the energy, you just do it, and you just. Mm -hmm. And it was in right away. Oh yeah, you just cheese it. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about it more, the the boss fights that stick out to me, like Shiva, how good yeah. of a right? Wasn't that a boss fight, or was it Seymour and he was using Shiva? I don't remember. I know he used Aeons, the summons. Okay, well, he used maybe, the cool one that was like chained up in like the cocoon. Just the various Seymour uh, yeah. fights were all just so difficult for, for as a, as somebody that was completely unfamiliar with the genre like com beating this game was like a hell of an accomplishment yeah as as some as you know the 11 or 12 year old that i was at the time so that's my number two choice and we are back around to kenny for his final choice which is a great oh, one we're back to oh, God, yeah. why why is what is this why is this hard for me <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's okay man Okay. Uh, let's see what I got here on this list. I'd probably say my second would be uh, Monster Rancher 4 that came out. So that was the series of monster-taming RPGs that uh, was uh, along with the big Pokemon kick that, you know, kind of tried to ride that wave of like, oh, yeah, we're the next cool collectible monster franchise. And they had three previous games before this that came out. The first two are pretty pretty rare, I think, now for PS1. They fetch a pretty high price if you want to go physical, but the whole gimmick was you take your CDs or other games, PlayStation games. I know uh, original Xbox or actually Dreamcast worked because anything with a CD, basically CD drive format, you could throw in and you could get a monster from it. So you could get, there was a bunch of different monsters you could get. They're all kind of different variations of like certain forms. Like you'd have like a blue one of this kind or they kind of got, some of them were really cool looking. Uh, the other ones were a little weird, but this one was cool. I remember what's on screen now is if you put an Ape Escape, one of the Ape Escape games, you could get the monkey from it. I remember I had him because I was like, oh, yeah, I love Ape Escape and I want the monkey. That's super cool. But the whole... Uh, so 4 is your favorite out of the series? I'd say so, yeah. That's probably the one I spent the most time with like that I grew up with because you could go through, you started off only with one monster, and as you progressed, 
you got uh, it was like on a calendar system the time system so you would play through the game kind of like almost a persona way um you train your monster you'd uh get their stats up you go have them fight in tournaments um and you hit a certain point in the story then they give you uh, an expansion on your ranch you get to hold two more monsters so three total and then another while down the road you get another expansion so you get like i think five total which is wild so you go and you train them by having them do different exercises or workouts and you get to kind of set their schedule like when they can train when they rest and they added this uh whole new mode where you could play in third person as your little guy with the bandana on screen there and you go explore so it's kind of like a dungeon crawler uh rpg in a way where your guys had like energy and then every time there's random encounters in the dungeons and you get into like a fight the same thing you do in like a tournament um but they don't experience that way Sounds mm. neat. I'm looking at the box art from the first game, and it's wild. It's pretty huh? funny. It's very nineties. Yeah, yeah. It's very. Because 90s. in the upper left hand corner, it says "Virtual Monster Breeder." Yes. <laughs> yep. And you, you can you can find it on eBay in good condition with the booklet for it looks like fifty some bucks. Um, <clears throat> I see a few without the booklet, which is pretty essential for PS1 games. Oh, um, yeah. For around forty. Cool. So, Kenny, why don't you hit us with your final pick? My final pick was NBA Streets. Hell yeah. yeah. NBA Streets 1 or 2, you couldn't decide. They're both your babies. Yeah, honestly, both of them were great. Um, I spent so much time playing these games. I just, you know, playing them by myself and just playing them with my my older brothers and their best friends. You know, they were eight years older than me. They kind of got me the game, so they would do this. They, I kind of remember fondly where like Friday nights they would go out, and I'd be at home, and they'd be like, "Have they'd be like, oh, make sure you have NBA Streets ready for when we get back." <laughs> so they'd get back, and then I'd start running the gauntlet against everybody with NBA Streets, and just smacking everybody around and just enjoying my time. And it was just a game that I thoroughly enjoyed in the, on the PS2, and you know. I saw your list. I was like, oh, you know, I would have put GTA Vice City. I enjoyed that one. FF, uh, you know, Final Fantasy X. You put that one. I wanted to put something different that I had up there also in my top 10 list of games for the PS2. Um, and this mm-hmm. was one of them. This was definitely one of them. Definitely. Yeah. The first one being one of the first excellent PS2 games, being a, a great multiplayer option at the time i was playing basketball in, in in school and was just really into the nba so it was hitting all the spots that i wanted it to uh, is and i totally agree this it was excellent and then they followed it up with a, a phenomenal sequel two while one might have a little more nostalgia for me two was a better game like two just really refined the gameplay yep. really the, the visuals were pretty well overhauled and you know i had that announcer that both of them had good announcers you know they but very different sort of vibes if i recall i think it took a while for the volume two guy to grow on me but he eventually did and i never played three is three any good um i've never played it actually me, me either so i'm not sure so, if it was or wasn't no, didn't yeah. have the same notoriety and Looking back, like EA Big was such a force back then, like with the SSX games and the street yep. games, and well, the, mainly those two, but they had a couple others as well. 
that motorcycle one, Freak Style. Did you ever play that? No, I didn't play that one, no. It was okay. Not as good as Street and uh, SSX. All right. So first, before I say the last game, I want to give some honorable mentions to Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. Metal Gear Solid is one of my favorite franchises of all time, and 2 and 3 are excellent. 3 probably would be number 4 if I was doing this. Um, But I got to give it to GTA Vice City. Uh, Vice City was the game that you know i w- i lied to my parents about to get that i <laughs> played with my f- that i got into i remember one time got to a big argument with a friend and he was like yo well, i'm gonna tell your mom how violent grand theft auto really is <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't you dare and uh it was just the one that i got into the story the most tommy versetti was voiced unlike the protagonist in gta 3 voiced by ray liotta really gave it sort of more personality. Um, This was the one that had the best soundtrack in the series, takes place in the mid-80s, and just has a excellent, still, I would say, unmatched in the series quality of soundtrack. I mean, San Andreas comes close. It's also very good. But this one just fit fit the setting and made you really feel like you were in Miami in the 80s in, in a way that I thought was super cool. Um, you know, the, it, the end game stuff is very challenging. Just sort of the the main missions or the missions between the gangs at the end were like very tough. And this this was like the only GTA game where I actually was making shitloads of money and had all the properties and had you know I had all the cheats memorized and oh, yeah. could just have a great time going on. Uh. A rampage which you know that that is i think this is the the last game where that felt natural and in san andreas just had a sort of a, an elevated realism to it mm-hmm. that, that made going on shooting sprees a little bit less fun and i don't know maybe just knowing the map like i did the back of my hand in vice city like it's a much smaller than san andreas so I always mm-hmm. knew where to go, to know how to keep those shooting sprees going longer. Um, yeah, I, I love that club. Oh man, that club was a lot. I spent, spent so much time there, like in that mall. I love that. Dude, you the just mall. Horrible little mall with a car. The, yeah, but the mall that there are some shitty missions in there. Like there's. Yeah. There's that one mission where you have to take a hammer, mm-hmm. and or you just have to break a, a shitload of windows. Like yeah, the, you can shoot game. out all the glass windows in the stores. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I th- you don't have to use a hammer. I just think I f- thought it was easy for some reason to do it that way. But um, it's it's. I don't think it's necessarily the best game in the series. But for me, it's always stood out as the one that me and my buddies from middle school were most connected to. Mm-hmm. And that's what this these lists I wanted to be about. And I think that we've done a good job of doing that. Is that you know we're not necessarily saying these are the top three games. It's the top three games that we think about when we remember our times with the the PS2, the console that, you know, has sold more, like I said briefly earlier, it's like 150-something million copies. Second place is, like, far behind. Everybody had one of these, you know, the easy DVD player right after oh, DVDs yeah. came out, which is another huge selling point for it. I was so, glad the guy yeah. took the car instead of the pink scooter. He knew what was up. He's <laughs> like, no, man, fuck that. I know that's here for me to take. I'm going to go take the faster car. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, I thought it was a 
fun time to look back on a generation before we move into a new one in just two mm-hmm. weeks. At least two of us on the show will have a next generation console. Been hearing lots of great things about the Thank PS5 you. controller. And one uh, thing before we wrap up, Wiley. Yeah, please. Anthony hasn't given us our third his third one. Oh yeah. My third. <laughs> I'm, the yeah. oh, yeah. I'm the worst. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay, Wiley. I know you just don't want to hear about another RPG. I get it. I understand. Because <laughs> it is another RPG. It's a Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. That uh, that was like when I found out that you know PS2 like RPGs. They're not just like all fun, happy, joyous. Like even JRPGs, not all fun, happy times. Girls with big boobs, <laughs> hanging out, flying everywhere. Little cute mascots. It's, it's the devil, and you're dead. It's the apocalypse. And you're gonna die. And there's a bunch of satanic references, and you get to fuse all these cool demons in this big and holy world, and you got all these tattoos, and you can die on the tutorial. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And then we got the fifth one coming out. Like, mm-hmm. is that a Switch exclusive? I don't know. It might be. I hope so. That'd be really cool if it was. Pretty sure we got it at a direct, so I don't know if it's exclusive yeah. or not. But and we're getting the remaster of this one actually on the Switch within, I think, next month in November. Yeah. And it's actually this voice, is a which is really game. cool. Yeah, this is a PS2 game. It looks like it uh, could be a PS3 game from what Tyler's throwing really, up. Really, really good. Uh, the the Shin Megami Tensei, like the Devil Summoner, Devil's, uh, yeah, Devil Summoner games, and then this one, Megami Tensei 3 on PS2 were really well done. This one is the, it's a little infamous for that meme online where it's that little sticker where it says featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series because they threw oh. him in as like a, a party member you could get if you did a, a certain thing or did, he was like an optional boss or something oh, that my. you could get. But he was awesome. But yeah, the the quality and the graphics is it's got a solid story. Uh, it looks really nice, and it's hard. It's really hard. It's very challenging. Word, Dante. You mentioned his name, and I gotta say he is another one that just missed the cut. DMC one and three, two sucked. Uh, are <laughs> excellent, excellent games that I definitely associate with the PS two. Um, and yeah, Ratchet and Clank, Sly Cooper. We just only had so much time, and yeah. that time is now ending because this is the end of the episode. No, next next week, like holy that. shit, it's gonna be election night, and I'm gonna be a nervous wreck. That's eh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll uh, I don't know. We're and all gonna die one day, so it's and then a week I'm later. Away. I'll be unboxing my Xbox. Ooh. Yeah, that'll be fun. There's... Wait, that's already coming out. Yep. Yeah, man. Two weeks. Fourteen two weeks. days until See, the I'm next a- generation. That's nuts. And a couple right. days later, hopefully Tyler will be unboxing his PS Five. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's awesome. Very excited mm-hmm. for you guys. Very very happy. Congratulations. <laughs> All awesome. right. And that'll do it. Cool. All right. All right, guys. PS Two and. Uh, nostalgic memories and everything else and as uh, Wiley would say if you if you like the show give us a big thumbs up uh, don't forget to comment and subscribe if you want to talk to us ask us questions we're always open join our discord link down below and uh, yeah I should I should start saying that every episode at the top of the show because that's okay are we still live okay, Tyler oh yeah we're <laughs> live oh yeah. no, we're still live <laughs> all don't right put, well don't put pineapples right. on your pizza we'll be fine have a good one bye hey <laughs>